I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Swam Podcast. Joining me today is a living legend. Joining me today is one of the most handsome men in swimming. He's got an Olympic gold medal. He's got a bronze medal, two, two Olympic medals. He's in the club. He is the really the only genuine YouTube star in swimming. There might be a few others, but this guy takes the crown. He's also a new dad. Today we have Cody Miller. How you doing? Wow. Man? Thank you for that amazing intro, man. <laughs> you made me feel so much cooler than I feel right now. That's uh, <laughs> that's awesome, man. media appreciates film and uh I, I i've always felt that swimmers were nerds and i've always been a, i've always i've always been a film nerd i've always been a you know I'm, i love toys and i and i felt shame about it but you made me feel good to be mel stewart and, and love the things i love so i love you buddy thank you man i appreciate i just try to lean into the things that i love you know i try to take shame out of the things that used to be a little taboo like the room i'm sitting in right now is filled with over 100 toys you know um i just like we don't we all have to get older but that doesn't mean we have to grow up you know why not just celebrate things i mean i, I hear you i'm i'm a fan I, I i drop in and i and i'm i'm listening the uh, i have to have i want to say one thing before we get to the lead i don't want to bury the lead but it's um you know, we really wanted to talk to you for, for two reasons. The most important, your son and I share a birthday, November 16th. I didn't know that. That's so cool. That's so cool. I had no idea. That is, yeah. I'm going to tell Allie right away after this podcast. That's awesome. It's, um, I, that's just like the, just seeing what you're going through in terms of just like understanding your process and, and, and your run up to the Olympic trials it's just like being a dad at this point in time, coming off a pandemic. It's like you you make it look easy. I know it isn't easy. I know this. I know this is a heavy no. lift. It's been. I mean, it's been a challenge. But but this past year has been a challenge for everybody. You know, every year there's a new obstacle, there's a new challenge, and it just so happens that the Olympics got pushed off. You know, uh, another year. So now I'm raising a kid leading into this trials, and um, I've I, I thought it was going to make things a lot harder. Um, just with the lack of sleep, the tending to the child, you know, just being a new dad. Um, and there have been challenges, but I mean, looking, looking at the last few months of training, I, I think I've done a better job than I anticipated, which makes me more, more excited. Basically just things are, things are going a lot better than even I thought, because when the Olympics were first postponed, Allie and I kind of planned the pregnancy around hopefully happening after the Olympics. And then, you know, and now here we are, obviously that didn't work out. And so we're just kind of rolling with the punches and you this know, what happens with everybody's family. just it's adapting. Like, this is what happens to the family. This, it, it, this is where we are is the, the thing you have to roll with, but I, I don't look, I don't want to bury the lead. We're talking on a, and on, on a very important day, a, a day that we love at swim, swam April 1st. We always love dropping our April fool's stories. This is not an April fool's report. This report is a big deal. It's a big, it's a big industry move. And, and it's, I feel like two power players have come together and really wanted to talk to you about Speedo. You have, it's, it's just, this is a worst kept secret in your ecosystem. All of your audience knows that you have, uh, that you have moved into the Speedo family. So tell me how did, you know, when, how, how long has this been in, in, in the works? 
And, um, you know, tell me the, the process that led up to it. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's definitely on my side in my little ecosphere, the worst kept secret that I've probably ever had because um, my audience is pretty relentless with paying attention to little details. And the second I started wearing more and more Speedo, um, they really picked up on it. And uh, so, no, this is not an April Fool's joke. Um, it's been about a month. I've kind of kept this. I've been kind of leaving little breadcrumbs in my videos for about a month and it's kind of become more and more apparent. Um, and, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be in a position in my swimming career where earlier this year I, I got to try everything out there, you know, try everything that's available um, and kind of see what I liked, see what I didn't like. And ultimately, um, I liked Speedo the best. I felt the fastest in it. Um, and, you know, growing up as a young swimmer, I idolized all these Olympic swimmers that were all Speedo athletes. I mean, Speedo is like the premier pinnacle leading swimming brand in the world. They have been for over a hundred years. And like, you know, I like the past few weeks, um, having ke been keeping it a secret, I've been thinking about, it. I'm like, I can't believe I'm in this position. Like, I can't believe that I'm an Olympic swimmer a and B like now that I'm signed with speedo. Cause like 12 year old Cody would be doing backflips, like, you know, like dream come true. It's amazing. So I'm just, uh, it's been pretty crazy, man. I'm, I'm psyched. I've said this before talking to some athletes and it's a, and, and I have to preface it by saying this, I was a speedo athlete. So I, I fully, I understand what this experience is like, but there's, there's a couple of benchmarks you want to, you know, you want to swim in college, you, you, you want to go to the Olympic games, you want a medal, you want one of those medals to be gold if possible. And there's, this is like, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of luck that leads up to all of this, but then that last box you want to check, you want to be a speedo athlete. It's kind of a big <laughs> deal because you are a speedo athlete for the rest of your life. It's a, it's a, um, I can tell you as of all the athletes that I know from the eighties and the nineties and from, from my era there, when they were on, when they're on the speedo team, 10, 20 years later, you're still going to, you're still going to drop in and make appearances. They're still going to engage you. And, and I don't know that other brands do that, but speedo is very, very loyal and speedo has a deep appreciation for everybody that's been a part of that brand. So congratulations. This is a huge deal. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. And I, I like kind of echo those sentiments. I really feel that as well. Um, athletes that were sponsored by Speedo, even a decade ago, I have seen at events, I've seen at competitions I've seen in, in the Speedo tent. Um, so it, it really is kind of like a lifelong family that I have not seen replicated anywhere else. Um, I mean, I think there's a, there's a reason, there's a lot of reasons why they are just the goat of the swimming world. Um, and so to be able to like officially announce that I have like signed with Speedo, you know, it's, it's a dream come true, man. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. I'm, I'm thrilled. The, so what I'm curious about, <clears throat> excuse me, what I'm curious about, cause it's, uh, you know, our audience with our, with our, you're, I think your audience skews a little young, but I'm sure you've got a lot of master swimmers and older swimmers who are, who are big fans, but part of the swim swim audience that's dropping on the pod. They're, they're typically parents. They're typically industry folks. They're too, it's, it, it skews a little older and, and they, they're interested in this. I'll, and I'll preface it this way. Um, when I was back, when I was an athlete, we, we, there was no social media. So I hired a PR company. I studied rock stars and movie stars that were young and were breaking out. I studied the star making machine and how you make that happen and who you partner with and what you do. And I didn't go with the sports background. I went to Hollywood and I hired one of the top three PR companies. And that was who I used on the run up to the Olympics. And it was intense. 
but it was well thought out. And, but a part of, um, a part of that plan was, was partnering with, with a brand that could actually was a distribution platform. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, you have no, ideally you would be a distribution platform and you would marry with another distribution platform. I didn't have that cause we didn't have that possibility, but right. Cody Miller's a distribution platform. You have, you, you come fully packaged and you're marrying with a fully packaged company that has a massive distribution platform globally. Did that figure into, into your thoughts at all? Yeah, like 100%. I think um, it's pretty much a match made in heaven because I think that both Speedo's um, worldwide reach, um, the clout that they bring, all of their products um, kind of fit seamlessly to what I already do, which is I'm constantly putting out, you know, swimming centric content featuring a lot of those things. And um, I think that both Speedo and I are kind of going to mutually benefit, kind of kind of grow together. Um, but you're exactly right. I mean, the world has changed so much just in the last 10 years, as far as, you know, using social media, how people grow their own brand, um, how companies get their messaging out, get their products out. Um, and like I said, I think it's, it's kind of a match made in heaven. Um, and we've talked a lot about, you know, some stuff I can't really talk about, but some really, really cool stuff that we can kind of do that, you know, wasn't necessarily possible for athletes 10 or 15, or maybe even five, six years ago with the popularity of YouTube and, and, um, other platforms. So, um, it's an exciting time, man. Uh, I've got to say like you and I have got to sit down sometime and just like talk about your rise to becoming a sponsored athlete and my rise to gaining sponsors, because I love talking to former Olympians and former national teamers about, you know, the things that they went through, you know, how they rose through the ranks, how they made funding, how they supported themselves. Um, and uh, I'm just psyched now that I believe we're living in a time where there's more opportunity for swimmers than ever before. Um, obviously I want it to be much better. Um, but it's just, you know, it's an exciting time. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> Let's, uh, in, in terms of just, you know, this is a, it's, it's a great marriage. It's two distribution platforms, but let's just, let's, let's, let's get down to the, let's get granular. It has to, you have to have the right products just out of curiosity. Is there in, in, in the speedo bag, what's in your speedo bag? What, what are you liking? What, what's working for you right now? Well, I mean, the biggest thing right out of the gate is um, I tried all of their goggles. And as I said earlier, a few months ago, I was in a position where I got to try everything on the market, like everything. Um, And the crazy thing was I tried not one, not two, not three, but multiple pairs of Speedo goggles that I was like, oh, like these could, these could genuinely be the ones. Um, I think the most popular pair of goggles that Speedo has are the, the old school Speedo Vanquishers. You know, like you look at their website and there's like 50 different colors because those goggles are so popular. I wore Vanquishers all through high school, all through college. I mean, Allie was swimming in our, in our endless pool this morning and was wearing Speedo Vanquishers, um, which is just, which is kind of crazy. But I love the, um, obviously the, the new Speedo Pure Focus goggles. Those things look sweet. And they, they fit really well. I love those. I've worn those in a few of my videos. Um, but my favorite, if I had to pick one thing, my favorite is the Hyper Elite goggles, which will be available in the United States in a couple months. Um, they're available everywhere else worldwide. Um, but those are like, those will be the goggles that I wear and I race in for uh, the years to come. Um, but the fun thing for me is, like I said, there were, there were a handful of goggles that I was like, these are the ones. Um, I also like their... Um, if I had to pick one more that wasn't a pair of goggles, the power paddles, 
um, are awesome. I like the way that the tip of the paddle is shaped and how the, the side is kind of serrated. Um, it feels really good. Like when I'm not to get too technical, but when I'm swimming breaststroke and I do my in sweep, the way that it catches the water, but doesn't force the paddle one way or the other, it kind of keeps it really even keel. If that makes sense, um, really jives with my stroke. And I started using those, I think in November or December of last year. Um, and they're thick and durable. I mean, we could like just, you know, <laughs> go on and on and on, but those are like the ones just kind of off the top of my head, you know? The, the Speedo bag is amazing. It's what you live for. It's everything that you, you, you want in life. It's, uh, I always called it, uh, you know, when, when we would do, we'd do photo shoots and everybody would talk to each other. And back in my day, it was like Janet Evans and Summer Sanders and, yeah. um, and it'd be like, did you have Christmas? <laughs> Meaning, did you, did you go to the HQ and take your trip through and fill the big massive bag? Because, you know, you always have a meeting there and they're like, Hey, do you, do you want to, do you want to take a walk through the store? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I want to, I want to take a walk through the store. That's, that's a wonderful feeling. It's, um, I want that. <laughs> yeah, you know, you have to have that. I'm just, it, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a lovely thing. The, in, in terms of where you're at right now, you make, you know, you're, you're so, you're so positive and you're in, and I know that you're, 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 you're carrying a lot on your shoulders. I know what the, the tension is like on the run up to the Olympic trials and now your dad, uh, you know, what, you know, what do you do to, to maintain that? Or is this just how your brain's wired? No, I mean, I mean, I've, don't get me wrong. I've always been a positive dude. Um, but it's just, it's got, gotten more and more, um, I guess my level of positivity has increased, um, over the years. And the crazy thing is last year before we had, before the, the pandemic hit and before everything was pushed off and the Olympics were postponed, um, I was kind of feeling that weight of making the Olympics again, you know, living up to these expectations. Um, and, uh, and I was putting pressure on myself and then the pandemic happened and now here we are a year later. And, um, there's still pressure, obviously, like I still want to make the team, still want to win medals, still want to do all these. I've got all these, you know, goals, um, athletically, but now that I have my son, I've got this whole other world that I also live in. And so it's almost like, you know, my level of balance is, is much better. So I think my mindset is, is a lot healthier, um, and a lot more balanced. I think balance is probably the key to everything. Right. Um, and, uh, also, I've just been through, um, unfortunately, like a, a good number of tragedies in my life, things that I like wouldn't wish on anybody. Um, and those things ultimately make you who you are. And having been through a lot of stuff, um, losing my father, losing a lot of really close friends, um, being born with this super weird chest that, I mean, I had a, a lot of self-image, like, you know, body issues that I, that I had to deal with mentally and having, you know, overcome all that stuff. It's just, you realize the things that are really important are the things that you should kind of put your time, energy, and thought into. Um, and that's just kind of the way that I try to, you know, live my life and, and drive my videos essentially. Um, you know, we're all just doing our best. It seems like you in talking to a lot of our peers, you know, from a lot of the, I, I find that a lot of athletes were bullied or they were, they felt shame about their body or they felt, um, and it, the, the, the armor, the, the, the warm blanket, the protection, the, that's where they found it. They found it in the pool. And, um, it's, it, 
when, what was the turning point for you where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in control of myself and who I am and I'm self-directing in my life. What was the turning point for you? There's definitely a number of points that kind of stick out in my mind. Um, but just to give people context, I was born with uh, a birth defect called pectus excavatum, which totally sounds like a Harry Potter spell, but it's, uh, it's not. Um, it's just basically sunken chest. So anyone who's ever seen me without a shirt on, especially from the side, I have like a really deep chest cavity. Um, and from a young age, I was told that um, swimming could kind of help the development of that chest cavity, particularly with the broadening of the shoulders that just happens naturally through swimming, um, which is kind of cool. But as I was a young teenager, it got deeper and deeper and deeper, and I became more and more self-conscious. And swimming was basically a way for me to confront that head on. I don't think if I was, if I was never a swimmer, I probably would still be dealing with, you know, body image issues. Um, but I was in a sport where I was forced to take my shirt off and be around people. And I realized that people just don't really care. Um, you know, when I was 16 years old, I, I popped off and broke a couple of national age group records and that gave me the confidence. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm not going to look like Nathan Adrian one day. Maybe I'm not going to be that super tall chiseled Greek God of a man, but I can be fast and it doesn't matter that I have a weird chest. <laughs> you know, I, um, I hate Nathan and, Adrian uh, as it, it just. <laughs> I just want to say this. I'm going to say this. So I look beautiful. at Nathan Adrian and I'm like, God, God that's not fair. I know it's not, you know, um, but the crazy thing is Mel, I, I fortunately have been able to meet, you know, all of the amazing Olympic swimmers that kids look up to now, people that I used to look up to. I've met actors, movie stars, models, you know, very famous people. One thing that I've realized is that it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're those people on the cover of magazines, someone in that TV show that looks ripped, it doesn't matter. Everyone has something about themselves that they don't like. Everyone has something about themselves that they're self-conscious about it. And you may not be able to see it, but, but it's there. And everyone has to overcome something like that. And once you realize that, like once that soaked in for me, once I noticed, I was like, oh my gosh, like everyone has insecurities and we're all just dealing with them. Um, it, it, you know, it, it got a whole lot better. It certainly, it's crazy being on the other side, you know, seeing that on the outside. The interesting thing is that like at a certain point, you, you know, you really start to engineer and design your life and it's a, uh, you're, you're, it's like, you know, you, you have this, this condition, but it's like, you, you start to, you know, breaststrokers start to, breaststrokers have the best bodies. They start to, <laughs> they start to thicken up. So you're, you know, you start laying muscle mass on your chest and it's not as noticeable, but, but it's, it's like anything else. When you see something with, with, with people, you, you look at, you look at who they are and they're, you don't see any sort of flaw. You only see what's great about them. Right. That's exactly right. It's, it's just perspective. It's just perspective and growing and, and going through those experience kind of, you know, it, like, like you said earlier, kind of puts that, that, that sheet of metal armor over you. Like you kind of feel bulletproof after you've been insecure and overcome things over, you know, over time. I have to say this in, in terms of just, you know, w once you get through the, the gauntlet of, you know, once you become an Olympic champion, once you're an Olympian, once you're an Olympic champion, that net, like the next step is always, who am I beyond that? And you've already crossed that threshold. We know who you are. You're a filmmaker. You, uh, you are a personality that, that, that has built your own audience. And that has to be empowering. I feel like anything that happens beyond now is just cream. And I think that in, in a weird way, this sounds odd, but it's, uh, it, 
it, it seems to me like you've won another gold medal by building this platform. And, and I feel that way. Like I, I, I won back in my day, but I feel like swim swam's a gold medal and it's is just as meaningful as that experience in many ways, as I get older, it, only as I've gotten older, I don't know. Do, do you, could you, yeah, you, I, you I, I, dude, I can't, I can't agree with you more. Um, I've got to say, I, I remember when I first discovered swim swam, I think it was right around the time when you guys launched, I want to say it was around Olympic trials in 2012. And I remember you guys did, uh, some analytics and some breakdowns of some races and put it on, put it online in, in this blog form. And, and it was something that had never been done before. And to see what your platform has grown into, um, I, I totally understand because the way that I've grown my YouTube channel and been able to, you know, basically create a life where I'm able to gain sponsors and support myself, but still live the life of a professional swimmer um, and just kind of continue this swimming life for the foreseeable future. You know, 12 year old Cody just wanted to be an Olympic swimmer and that was the end goal. Right. And now I've done that. And, and now I've found a way to continue that. And in doing so, um, I'm just, you know, when I was 13, 14, 15 years old, the greatest thing in the world would, would have been if there was a TV show out there where a guy like Brendan Hansen or a guy like Aaron Pearsall had a, had a TV show where they were like, Hey, these are the workouts I'm doing. These are the paces that I'm holding. These are the drills that I do. This is what I'm eating for breakfast. Like I would have eaten that stuff up. And that's kind of what I've tried to develop with my YouTube channel. Um, and I work really hard at it and I feel fortunate that people watch it and people like it. And I echo that to you and what you've done with swim swim, because, you know, I talk to, to club swimmers on the sandpipers, the team that I represent. Um, and they're, they're talking about college coaches all over the country sets that they do, you know, what their philosophies are. And I'm scratching my head, like, dude, they don't even get it. Like when I was in, when I was in high school, getting ready for college, I knew nothing about the NCAA system. I knew nothing about collegiate or professional swimming. And you have built a network where gaining that knowledge and finding communities in the swimming world is possible. And it's really a beautiful like things to be celebrated. It just like when I look at what is available now versus what was available 10 years ago, I know I keep comparing myself to like when I was 15 or 16, but that's kind of the lens that I try to look through things because it, it makes me happy, you know, and I just want to keep, you know, kind of living that dream. So I commend you for what you've built too, man. You become defined in that period of time in your life. <clears throat> you're like at that point in your career, you're you're starting to you're like you're fully committed. It's like I'm going to swim in college, and you your just your emotional engagement and what you're doing and your passion it grows and builds there. And you and your your hero you there's hero worship and you want to emulate people. The the beauty of, of, of what I see, though, is that you're, is, and this was my point, and I just want to bottom line it, but it's just, I, I think that you have already arrived. You already have it. Everything is cream. I'm pulling for you, buddy. I, I, I think that I, I think that having you on an Olympic team is great because we're going to see a lot of media. <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't know what your future holds because it's, um, it's, it, it is a gauntlet, and it's the most dramatic moment. The Olympic trials is the hardest meet in the world, but it's a... I can't wait to see the next episode. I mean, I'm fully a fan. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just love what you do. I <laughs> do. I, I really appreciate it. And, and I feel that same way too. I feel like everything that I get to do now is just kind of the, the cherry on top. And, um, and I'm just trying to enjoy it. And I feel like I'm more present now than I've ever been before. Um, 
I'm more well aware of what I have and what's in front of me. And, and, you know, I just think everything's going to be okay. Like, you know, we've, we've got a good thing going here and, and I love this swimming world that we're in. I'm proud that I'm able to call myself a speedo athlete now. I'm proud that I get to call myself a professional swimmer and I just can keep doing it, you know? So, um, and I admire everything that you've done at swim swim. Like really, really do. It's just super cool, man. So hearing you say that is, is really awesome. You're armored up with speedo <laughs> that you were rolling. We're, we're, we're racing toward trials this summer coming out of a pandemic. You're a dad. It's, it's a, so let's, let's play analyst, buddy. Let's make, let's make this uncomfortable. Let's just, I'm just <laughs> fix it on the spot. Let's, you're, you know, we, we've, we've kicked Rowdy. His ass has grown to the chair, but we're going to kick him out of the chair. We're putting Cody in there. Um, break, break down the, break down the final for, for your, for your trials. <laughs> you can be nice. <laughs> break, break, break down that, that final heat. Wait, wait. Wait, uh, yeah, quite honestly, the, the crazy thing is I've been focusing more on the 200 now than I ever have before. Um, and so I'm really, you know, I'm not, I'm not cutting myself short on just training for the hunter breaststroke. Um, for me, my strength of the hunter breaststroke is the last 25 meters. So if, if I'm rowdy, I'm saying there comes Cody, watch him, watch him, watch him. You know, the last trials five years ago, I was just inching up on Kevin inching up on another fellow speedo athlete, just coming up on him and he got me at the touch. Um, so, you know, I might be fourth or fifth at the wall, but, um, that back half is where I really shine. Um, and like I said, the tuner breast, ah, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to that race too, man. It's, uh, I'm feeling, feeling pretty good about it. You're, you are at the, you are the epicenter of planet earth for breaststroke. It's, it's sort of like the Taj Mahal of breaststroke. And, uh, Ray Luz was on the national team with me. We're, we're peers. We competed at the same time. Awesome. We traveled the world together, but it's, um, I just think it's so funny that he's all grown up now and he's an adult and uh, the head coach at IU, and 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 now it's like the mecca for breaststroke. That is so weird. It's yeah. uh, do, do you does, you know what is that experience like? Knowing wow, Dude, we are the epicenter of the breaststroke universe. It's kind of crazy when you look at the level of breaststrokers that have come out of IU in the last decade. It's it's actually crazy. Um, when I got there, uh, Kevin Swander had just left, and Kevin Swander was, you know, high-level national teamer, almost made the Olympic team, broke an American record, and I think the 50-meter breast. And so that was kind of a catalyst to getting me to IU and swimming for Ray. And and my freshman year, I was pretty much the only male breaststroker. There were just a few of us, and now we've got this huge breaststroke slash IM group that I get to swim with all the time. And I just feel lucky. Like I'm training with other American record holders, other olympic champions you know uh dozens of olympic hopefuls um it's crazy it, dude i i like kind of have to pinch myself sometimes like it's it's so cool like i look at it and i'm like man like look at what we've got this is something special it's uh and ray's crazy so that you know i, I jive well with his crazy <laughs> cody miller it's not an april fool's joke he's armored up with speedo thanks buddy i appreciate it man thank you You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.